<coughs> Testing, checking. Yes! Let's go! you and for me you just wait and see wait and see sorry that song was just playing somewhere uh put a little love in your heart that was uh i think it was on a commercial recently but i think i first heard it um in ghostbusters 2 i believe when the stuff is coming out of the bathtub behind sigourney weaver's baby i think that was ghostbusters 2 and that's put a little love in your heart um yeah what a momentous moment in that movie because little to her knowledge that slime was about to attack her child or something like that i might be getting this all wrong i'm not the expert there's other podcasts that talk (laughs) that are way better at talking about 80s movies than i am i'm here to talk about food and music pairings i'm chef josh this is the family food and music is life yes and i'm gonna paint you a picture today i'm gonna talk about one of my favorite bands uh they are it's funny it's funny that i'm talking about this band because it's a kind of a food and music it's a food podcast and the band is called rancid and that is a word you don't want to hear a lot in the kitchen that is a word you i would i would say i would i would venture to say you don't ever want to hear that in the kitchen in my kitchen at least oh these these peanuts have gone rancid oh my gosh this oil smells like it's going rancid this milk is rancid so luckily blessedly thankfully i have a great team who throws stuff out after the sniff test if it's uh if it's uh you know over a certain date we date try to date things if it's not dated we give the sniff test if it doesn't pass the sniff test that's when you smell it and if it's uh the saying when in doubt throw it out so uh in my kitchen <laughs> at harvest kitchen and at home we don't have anything rancid in the kitchen and if we do oh my gosh somebody made a big mistake they either put the wrong date or you know stuff gets stuffed to the back of the fridge because we don't clean out the fridge as much as we should i I don't like saying should but come on you got to clean your fridge if you have a fridge at home and it's over full you can't see everything in there get rid of that bee pollen you're never going to use the bee pollen (laughs) get rid of that kombucha no that goes fast uh let's what's what's another thing that goes bad in your fridge when i was a bachelor let me paint you a picture The year is 1993, back in the 1900s, if you will. The year is 1993, in the year of our Lord, 1993. I was a a wee lad. I graduated high school at 17 years old in the year 1993. That's right. North County, San Diego, a little town called Escondido, which means, if you say it in Spanish, it's Escondido, which means the Hidden Valley. Actually, technically it means hidden, but Escondido is the Hidden Valley. Leave it to the... uh, Leave it to the colonizers to change the change the Spanish uh, translation, right? Just kidding. It means hidden technically, but so the, it's a, but Escondido is a valley. Long story short, I graduated from high school there. I, I switched high schools my last year, and so oh my gosh, I'm approaching my 30 year high school reunion year. I don't I don't like going to those, but I'll probably just reach out to some people and say, hey, let's just go hang out at a dive bar and watch a concert because that's what I that's what I do, baby. I'm the punk rock. Uh, punk chef. This is the punk chef podcast. I am not the punk chef. There is one out there. I've never seen that person's face. I've only seen their food. And um, I've yet to, I I don't really believe that they're a punk rocker. I don't know. 
you call i'll call you out i'll call you on your shit please call me on mine um if you're listening to this i salute you i i appreciate you it's a new year happy new year it's 2023 so 30 years ago i first heard this band called rancid they had just come out with their first self-titled album <laughs> i that's a foreshadowing because uh, spoiler alert, they have two self-titled albums. Anyways, the first album was called Rancid. Um, this was long before their fame. This was long before they got famous. Uh, members of Rancid were in Operation Ivy. I'm not going to do this show on Operation Ivy, although the, the name might come up a couple times here and there because the members were in Operation Ivy. And Operation Ivy, for those of you who don't know, was super influential to so many bands, especially the the uh, bands who had maybe ska punk, maybe maybe reggae. I don't know. Maybe, maybe punk from the Bay area. Who knows? I wasn't from there and I, I, I don't claim to be, and I don't, I've never seen him. So a little tiny bit before my time in the punk rock industry and in the punk rock career of uh, my early years. But anyways, 1993 rancid self-titled. Uh, I heard, I, I don't know where I first heard it. Maybe on a snowboarding video. I know rejected was on uh, one of the snowboarding videos that I saw. It was one of the, it was one of the snowboarding clips, not clips, but, um, one of the, um, montages of, of, of crashes of accidents when the riders are smashing into trees or like flailing their arms, like they're rolling down old car windows that used to have handles where you would roll them down. And, uh, they would look like that in the midair. They're trying to fly, but no, they land on their ass or they, they smash their, their board into like a, a, the side of the half pipe, the snow half pipe, or they, uh, they're trying to grind on a rail and they fall and, you know, hit their butt or their thigh really hard and uh, roll around, but they're playing rejected. I'm like, what is this song? It's a perfect song for this, for this, uh, montage of, of decadent, glorious crashes, <laughs> these snow accidents of which I would become, um, very accustomed to doing myself. And every time I would crash on a snowboard, I would sing that song in my mind among others. Um, if I wasn't swearing out loud or, or praying for my own life, I'd be singing rejected. And when I landed, I'd be laughing on the ground in the snow, like some kind of maniac. I would just took a big crash. Luckily I didn't break anything most of the time. And I'd be singing rejected. <laughs> and those, are the, those are the people who knew, knew they knew what I was talking about. And they would like, you know, cruise by, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I was laying on the ground for a little bit letting the shock wear off and I'll get up in a minute and ride the rest of the mountain. Uh, long story, short, even shorter, longer story, even shorter. Yeah. So rancid. So I went out and got their cassette tape. I used to go to the store in Escondido called Bohemian Rhapsody. I, no, no joke. That's the name of the store. And they sold cassettes. That's where I bought all my early no effects cassettes. And uh, it was right next to this place called the metaphor cafe a rest in peace metaphor cafe on grand and juniper right on the corner. We used to play a lot of shows there early in the day. They had concerts there. It was a, it was one of those like coffee shops you would see in maybe movies, like maybe reality bites, maybe singles, those kind of movies. Um, it was like one of those kind of coffee shops. And, uh, anyways, so I've got the cassette. I, you know, I would play the cassette, play the, this whole album. And then next thing you know, they got another album coming out called let's go. Uh, and it was a quite a, quite a leap, quite a, quite a departure from the first one. I mean, not totally, but they added Lars who, who's, you know, still in the band. Maybe you've seen that movie, the other F word Lars is, Lars plays a huge role in that. He has a tattoo on his forehead. <laughs> so, um, anyways, yeah. So this first record rancid, um, funny story. 
I was dating this girl at the time, this uh, this young lady, this female, this uh, the the better, the fairer, the fairer sex, the fairer gender, if you will. Uh, this is before my current wife, but I was I took her to a, a concert at Soma, which is the all ages club here in San Diego, and the concert was Rancid and Sublime, and a local opener. I think it was maybe the Neighbors. I think that's correct. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Please, I want to know because I want to. I, I want to see the flyer. I like that kind of stuff. Anyways, so we're, I go pick her up, and her dad. <laughs> I was like, oh, as soon as I get to the house, her, she has to be home by ten, and I didn't know this at the time. That uh, she didn't tell me when I was when we talked about going. So I pick her up, and I'm playing the rancid cassette in the car, and she's like, oh wait, I, I got something for you. And she she had she had found or bought or stole. I don't even know these these like boots. They were like punk boots or whatever they are you know black boots they're kind of not doc martens but they kind of look like that i don't know they, i don't know what name brand they were i don't even remember because let me get to that part we go to the show and uh sublime is uh playing before rancid I, they weren't opening but they were playing before rancid so i, I watched sublime i had to kind of suffer through their version of punk rock and reggae <laughs> no offense to anyone out there who likes sublime but they, that gets that was kind of annoying they, sublime used to play all the time in san diego with any band because they because sublime could they could they got they had punk and thrash and reggae and ska and all this stuff right and they're pretty good musicians but you know, they got annoying after a while once once well, even to this day our local radio stations won't stop playing sublime every song any song you know whatever so sublime plays they 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 covered or you know they had a few covers but they closed their set with hope by the descendants so there was a little i did a little circle pit and I, as i came around <laughs> as i came around in the circle pit and she was kind of standing on the edge of the the mosh pit um i would sing like the lyrics of hope to her and um she didn't get it because she she didn't know who the descendants were or who Sublime was. She wanted to see. She just wanted to go to the punk rock show because her dad didn't want her to go. So uh, I was part of her rebellious phase. And anyways, I'm wearing the boots, and then I'm like looking at my watch, my freestyle shark watch. You know, the old kind that used to beep every hour if you wanted them to. And I'm like, oh crap! I can only. I'm only going to be able to watch like maybe half of Rancid set, maybe half, because I have to get her home, and and she lived about half an hour away from the venue. And so we're, <laughs> I'm watching Rancid finally, finally comes on. I couldn't wait. They probably didn't take that long, but in my mind, I was like, what, maybe just 18 or so. And, uh, and she, she's like, oh, don't forget I have to be home by 10. I'm like, yeah, I know. So I, we watched the show and then I'm like, fine, we got, fine, I'll go. Like we watched maybe, I want to say we, I saw five or six songs from Rancid, which is, you know, not that long, but they, but if they talk between the songs, so I'm like, come on, come on, stop talking. Cause I wanted to really rage and I really loved, I really loved him at the time. And I, I mean, I still do, but, um, I'm like, frick, we have to leave. So I'm driving, I drive her home, drop her off. Her dad's waiting on the porch, whatever, who cares? It was, we never, we never went out again because, and I was like all mad because I really wanted to see Rancid. I felt all butthurt because she didn't tell me that she had to be home by 10 and I was going to stay. I was thinking about going back to the concert. I know there's no in and outs at the show, but I was, I could, I could have figured my way in. Um, and I decided I was so mad that I took off the boots. I untied them I, while I was driving and I grabbed them and I threw the boots out the window. <laughs> that's right i threw the boots out the window on the five interstate five freeway going south back down to san diego because she, she was in north county um 
<laughs> what an idiot. They're, they're perfectly fine boots. They're whatever. But I was uh, it, like my vindication for her, for her mistake, for not telling me she'd be home at 10. I was so mad about the concert and so petty and immature that I re- literally threw <laughs> This sounds really funny as I'm telling it. I threw the boots out the window onto the street. Hopefully somebody picked them up and said, wow, cool. Some barely used punk rock boots. I'm going to put them on and go to a Rancid concert and watch the whole set because I can tell this person did not get to do that. That's one of my funny stories about Rancid. Um, And that's uh, so that doesn't really lead anywhere except for that's the end of the story for that. So, yeah. So Rancid in 1993 put out their self-titled called Rancid. Um, and then let's go. And the reason I'm telling you that is because I would say, what, is this correct? They have nine full length albums. I think so. Maybe nine, but, um, they, like I said, they added, they added Lars to that one. They also got produced by Mr. Brett from bad religion, which they hadn't done before that. So, you know, the, the, the self-titled first one, and then this let's go. And they both have really special places in my heart, in my punk rock heart, my punk rock chef heart. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk about those. I'm going to talk about specifically let's go today. And I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pit it. I'm going to pit it up in a deathmatch battle against all other rancid albums and maybe even other stuff too. So I'm going to be breaking down songs and I'm going to be talk, giving some funny anecdotes. And I might even have some some guest speakers because I'm wild like that. And who knows? It's the punk rock podcast. Punk chef podcast, I should say. I'm a punk chef. I'm a punk chef. Like I said, not the punk chef. Let's collaborate. Um, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, my name is Chef Josh. Chef Josh Kimball, to be exact. Some call me Yosh. You might hear Yosh, Yoshi, Josh Kimb, J. Kimby, Matumbo. Those are all my nicknames. Uh, I was even called Ducky through high school. I looked a little bit like Ducky from Pretty in Pink in high school. I mean, hey, I didn't. I didn't make up these names. Other people did. Um, I can tell you one. I can tell you one story. Is the reason I got the name Yosh is because my grandparents couldn't say the letter J because they're from Mexico, and all the uh, my first restaurant job at Cucina Luigi in um, same city Escondido. I worked uh, in the. I was a busboy. I wasn't in the kitchen at that point, but I was learning from all the sh- all the cooks who, who were there. They were all they were all Mexican. The only Italians who worked there were waiters and the owners. So all the cooks were Mexican, so they would cook all this fusion food of Mexican and Italian food. So I learned how to make fresh focaccia, but it had like, you know, jalapenos and chorizo in it. That was the family meal. That's what we'd eat in the kitchen, right? We didn't ever serve that to the guests. That that wouldn't sell at that that time. It wasn't trendy yet to do stuff like that. But uh, it was really good. I learned from them. But Alejandro, the main cook, he could not say my name. So he said, he said, Yosh, 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 Yosh. Cause he found out that, uh, there was also a name like Yoshi, like Yoshinoi beef bowl or Yoshi from super Mario brothers. And so that was, that became my name, uh, thereafter. So even to this day, some people will still come a Yosh or chef Yosh, but, uh, it's very rare that you'll hear Jay can be Matumbo. But I like, I always liked that one. That was cool one too. Anyways, I'm going to pause right here and find some information on this song. Okay. Wow. What am I even doing here? So much to unpack. How, how do you even talk about Rancid? Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do like a history, historical deep dive or anything like that. Cause there's so many other podcasts out there that do such a good job of like that kind of stuff. And this is, that's just not this one. What, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and figure out a way to tell you why let's go is the best Rancid album. <laughs> and also we're gonna maybe along the way i'm gonna pair some food and drink with it because that's that's what i do baby um 
yeah, so it's a... Uh, uh, let's see. Where should where should we begin? Where does one begin? Well, I guess I already began in the year 1993. Technically, that's obviously not when the band formed. That's when they released. But that is when they released that first um, self-titled. Like I said previously, as has been previously stated. But um, you know, following that record, they did release "Let's Go," and I, of course, bought it because I. I was already in love with the band. I was just developing my punk, like my punk rock roots, I guess, if you, as you would say, my, my, um, I don't know. I was, I was getting really into it. I was getting really, really into it. I was just, the band was just kind of, I just started the band right after high school. So I was figuring out like what I wanted to do with music, what I wanted to do with punk rock, um, is rancid. Uh, were they hardcore? Were they punk? They had a little bit of ska, but they didn't do like the up and down strokes like all the ska punk bands were doing in the day. Like the, you know, they weren't really doing that, but they still had that kind of, you could tell they had that kind of a little bit of that influence from, you know, the Op Ivy sound or whatever. But I mean, they were, I would, I, I would call Rancid hardcore punk, but then they have so much mellow stuff too. So like, I don't know, we're, that's kind of what I want to break down in this. Cause I've, I have people have made fun of me. I thought you didn't like ska punk or ska, but I, I love reggae. I love ska. It, they all have their moments, right? Even in my kitchen playlist, they have their moments. I'm just, I just don't like, I just don't always, always like that kind of stuff. But I digress, I digress. What I'm trying to say is in rancid rankings, I, I, I do think that this, this, I don't want to come off this, this to come up harshly, and I'm not going to offend any rancid members, obviously. But like the newer ones, like Troublemaker and Honor is all we know. Those are new, and they're like very mature albums. Those are like really good records. I love. I have those all on CD and vinyl. Both. Um, I love those albums. They they don't sound like the 1993 rancid that 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 we're talking about today. But that's awesome. That's fine. That's great. They they've progressed. They've matured. All that all that stuff. Um, I, I like Troublemaker is to me, if I was to compare it to say the bad religion episodes that I did, like Troublemaker is almost like their process of belief for in, in the sense that hear me out, hear me out <laughs> before you throw stones in a glass house. Um, Troublemaker is, uh, I don't know. They all, they, they all there's, there's classic sounding rancid songs on there. And there's like, a. I think there's like 17 tracks or something like that. I could be wrong on that. I don't know. I didn't study before I said this, but I'm I, when I got Troublemaker, it was 2017, I believe, 2018. Um, I got it, and I got it like a year after it came out. But they were talking about they were talking about people like starting to protest, which was the Occupy movement up in the Bay Area, um, I believe, um, Telegraph Avenue. That song. There's some really good songs in there. Tim Tim knows how to write a hook. They all know how to play their music. Brandon, the drummer, took over for Brett Reed, um, and he's you know now a, a longtime member of the band, obviously, and he's got a sound on there too. Uh, it's, that's just a really good record, but but there's always a big but. There, it's not it's not canon for Rancid. It's not they don't really play. They play one, maybe two of those songs live, I believe, on their main their set that they, when they always play their hits, because you know they gotta they gotta play this stuff from you know, Ruby Soho and all that kind of stuff, because that's what's on the K-Rock and stuff. That's what's on the radio. That's what people know. I mean, 54 million streams on Spotify for the songs from Malcolm the Wolves. Like, come on, you can't really deny that, that hugeness, but, but 
as far as the rancidness, the rancidity, the, the rancid-esque sound. Um, yeah, those, those two albums are kind of standalones. And I'm not going to talk too much on those because that's not what I want to do on this, in this particular, this time and place, this juncture, this, this thousand points of light right here. Um, I do want to, I do want to just shed a lot of light on Let's Go because of the point in time in my life um, when I, when I heard them. And I just think that Let's Go is, I mean, for, for, for crying out loud, for God's sakes, they, they opened the, the self-titled record with the words, let's go. And I say it all the time. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't want to say maybe uh, it might be because of that. I don't know. Maybe it's just subconscious. Like it's in my life. It's in my psyche that that happens. And now that that obviously became famous again, like, you know, within this last year with sports and everything like that, like let's fucking go or LFG or let's go like, Oh, let's go. You know, like it just became a thing. Rancid was doing it way back when. Obviously, they didn't make up those words. But then, then, then they named a whole album, Let's Go. Let Us Go. L-E-T apostrophe S, Go. That's the whole name of the record. The whole logo is just a big old thumb popping out of the state of California on a map. And uh, Epitaph release, obviously. Mr. Brett from Bad Religion, the producer. Just It just sounds so good. It just... Oh man, I I wasn't ready for it. It was it was probably the best sounding record that I heard for punk at least. I'm sorry for I'm talking about for my punk rock journey, right? So for punk, I owned Offspring Smash, I owned Green Day Dookie. So punk was get, punk was getting some shine. Smash came out um I think Smash came out just right before Let's Go, if I'm not if my memory serves correct. It came out maybe um and i'm not looking at wikipedia or anything like that i'm just trying to think of my own shoppings <laughs> at the record store um smash had come out and obviously that was good everyone liked it like it was like whoa this sounds crazy this is this is punk rock this is awesome this is this is like beyond mtv and then mtv started catching on um smash came out and then let's go came out or maybe right around the same time i don't know but obviously let's go was kind of i hate to say this but it was overshadowed by smash and that's obvious by by record sales and volume and everything like that you can you can do your own research on this obviously this is all over the internet because this is from the 90s but that's just how it went so i had smash first and then i got let's go and i was already a rancid fan and then when i heard it and it just it just every song was it like 22 songs something like that like just boom 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 every song is like awesome punk rock punk rockness and like i said i was discovering my own punk rock um i don't know just myself i just graduated high school and you're kind of like figuring out your life right not your life but like you're figuring out kind of who you are maybe i still am today (laughs) 30 years later here what's going on who am i zoolander and um I don't know. So, I, so let's go is just to me. It's their it's their best record, and I'm gonna uh, I will argue that probably to this day. Even though I like the other ones, I like all the other albums. There's there's rankings all over the internet. There's like, here's you know Rancid's you know albums ranked worst to best, and admittedly, most of the lists will end with number one being and out come the wolves. But does that have to do with because that's when they blew up? Does that have to do with because that's that had so many singles and like you know that's still on the radio to this day and the songs are good. I'm not, I'm not against that at all. It's got an iconic cover. It's like obviously it got huge and they, you know, good for them. 
but is that why people think it's the best record? Let's dig in. I don't know. <laughs> Let's dig into that. If you look at like, say like uh, Brooklyn Vegan, a respected, a respected website like Brooklyn Vegan, they did a list, best records. Let's Go is actually number two, uh, but right behind Outcome the Wolves. And I'm just going to read a little bit because I don't want to like totally plagiarize, but it's like, you know, it's a decently long write up. Here's, here's, what, here's what they had to say about Let's Go. Coming in at number two out of all their records, Rancid's 1993 album was a solid yet humble debut and the band's only album recorded as a trio. But once they solidified the classic lineup of original trio, Tim Armstrong, Matt Freeman, Brett Reed, and then new guitarist vocalist Lars Fredrickson, or some people will say Friedrichsen, and teamed up with producer Brett Gerowitz of Bad Religion, who would go on to produce most of their albums, Rancid made their proper introduction on 1994's Let's Go, and it remains home to some of the very best songs of their career. The seeds for Let's Go were being sown on the debut, but it's still hard to believe they made such a giant leap in just one year. It almost sounds like a different band, and technically it sort of was. Let's Go wasn't yet embracing the ska that, and Outcome the Wolves would, would embrace, but it saw them branching out pretty far from their straightforward debut, with cleaner guitars, slower tempos, more dynamics, and more complex rhythms. And most importantly, they were all of a sudden writing really, really great songs. The debut album showed that Tim Armstrong knew his way around a hook, and that Matt Freeman was a beast on the bass. But here, Tim and Matt were writing timeless choruses, or chori, I should say, and Matt's bass lines were, are as nearly as memorable as some of the words. And Let's Go is just an onslaught of great songs. It's not fair to call it top-heavy, but Rancid were smart enough to put the best songs up front, and what a hell of a way to start a record. The first five songs is one of the greatest chunks of music to come out of the entire 90s punk era. I'm not going to read any more. I'll let you look it up for yourself. That's on Brooklyn Vegan. But wow, that just really does a great job summing it up. <laughs> the first five song chunk. And I couldn't have put it better. That's a great way to put it. That's just one of the things I'll be pulling from today. But check this out. Another website called Louder Sound. Louder Sound, I should say. They put Let's Go at number three out of the nine. Life Won't Wait in the number two spot. And then Wolves. So everyone has differing opinions obviously uh life won't wait is kind of uh, we'll just call it a standout standalone record i don't know i don't want to say but um it's a, it's its own thing but that's a whole nother website that, that put let's go at number three and then hard times maybe you've heard of the hardtimes.net it's kind of like the onion um kind of spoofy kind of articles but they're, they're legit sourced i mean they know what they're talking about for the most part but they're it's comedy whatever they sell cool records and stuff but the hard times said number seven is let's go <laughs> so i'm not like you know not everyone agrees that let's go is like up there with the greatest of it of them all right um and also of course i should say on that same article the hard times said and outcome the wolves is the number one rancid record i mean maybe i'm wrong i don't know but maybe i just like let's go because i'm a sentimental son of a bitch uh anyways in my corner i have that uh, like i said at most most write-ups will will put outcome the wolves as the number one and i want to i want to figure out why so that's what we're going to do today all right stay tuned what if i hit leave meeting that'd be that'd be a very that'd be very punk rock of you like flip me off while you're doing it (laughs) i'm out here doug from the state (laughs) i'm out of here yeah 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 deep cut the state ladies and gentlemen it's, it's a deep cut it's to deep, most it's, it's a not a deep to, cut to, to this crew yeah. not to this, this, crew. this duo because uh ladies and gentlemen 
one of the people that knows the most deep cuts <laughs> from my vocabulary, <laughs> Mogan Brown, back in Chicago. Hello. Hello. Back in Chicago. Back back in the uh, whatever nickname you have for it. I don't know. The Dirty C. I don't know. I like that. I like that. The Dirty C. I won't say that to anyone else from Chicago. I don't know if they'll like me for that or nobody, not. <laughs> nobody will. <It's laughs> wait a couple years and then everyone. Oh, it's going to catch on. But today we're talking rancid. Today mm-hmm. we've we've talked about a lot of things in the, with you on the show, but today rancid, rancid, rancid. You know the rancid? You, yeah. It, what, I I had a thought. I I don't want to spoil it yet. I might get to it okay. like, later in our conversation. That, but, uh, but set a timer but, on your but, phone. Exactly. For eighteen will, minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. That'd be that'd be actually be funny. <laughs> um, you tell me because I have my uh-huh. thoughts and feelings and opinions and all that kind of stuff of uh-huh. let's go being yeah. my favorite rancid album altogether. I yeah. feel like yeah, we we try to we've kind of toyed with the idea of why if 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 it uh let's go or outcome the wolves is their best and uh-huh. other, a lot of people have opinions and I came to the conclusion and I will uh-huh. I will seed that outcome the wolves usually ends up number 1 on most lists if uh-huh. not all lists. Uh-huh. But oh, why? Why is it uh <laughs> is it I had some theories on why but I wanted you to explain from your you you seem to know more about Rancid than I do, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. More collecting stuff like that, but um, why outcome the wolves? Is it is it the Finn touch? Is it uh, you know? Is it is it the best punk rock record from the nineties? Possibly, it's definitely it's definitely in like the upper, like it's possibly the best, yeah, punk record of the nineties. Yeah, that's I mean, a, but like being that thrown, like you know, it's like you just threw me a ball and I caught I know. it. And it was yeah, like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure, possibly. I mean, is it, um, <laughs> is it better than Dookie? Maybe. Is it? I mean, you know, yeah, it's great. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent because this isn't about what are the best punk records of the '90s. This is about what is the best rancid record. That's true. And, that's, uh, that's a good point. It. I mean, it is an outcome of wolves. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. That's is the, it your favorite Rancid record? I think I like Indestructible the most. Um, okay. Just be, it's just like slightly funner. Like funner. the, uh, yeah. It's, there's more like kind of just sing along earworm songs on it, which is like, that's kind of like, that's Rancid's secret weapon is they, they <laughs> have the most like sing along y, you know. Yeah. Just, that's true. They're just fun. They're that's just true. fun, man. Mm-hmm. And they got even more funner with indestructible. Hmm. <laughs> but what's Possibly. the secret? What's the 20 secret? years this year? Exactly. Well, I mean, well, the secret is just, you know, what, uh, <clears throat> someone once talked about like, you know, pop music being nursery rhymes or whatever. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of a played out concept, but, um, that's kind of like what the deal is. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's uh it's like pop songs but you know even it's like the you know the ramones three chord thing they're just great and then but then they're also like it's unexplainable i mean i kind of you know i kind of just woke up Uh, but Rance is in the heart man Rance is in the heart heart, man i sleep i dream about rancid man I have, I think I have had dreams about Rancid, but anyways. That's funny because Tim also has dreams 
But being a but he's a vigilante yeah, sidekick. He's Wolverine. Um, he's a lesser known character. My sous chef's name is Tim, so I always play him that song, and I'm telling Tim, uh-huh. but he's, he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> My name is yeah. Tim. Um, I'm a lesser known character. Yeah, yeah. Tim definitely. Uh-huh. Tim Armstrong back in those those earlier days definitely had um, that voice that was slightly imperceptible, like or not imperceptible, but like he said a lot of things that you couldn't totally understand. Um, yeah, in songs, but it sounded. It still we still worked with a song you know it's like uh-huh. not quite not quite all the way out, uh un unlistenable but yeah Did he just say is I, it, think, <laughs> I mean i've been listening to that band for almost 30 years at this point yeah this like, year is 30 years yeah and well yeah the rant in 93 is 30 years yeah i heard i heard let's go like in early 95 mm-hmm. but um almost almost 30 years um and then like i think like a year or so ago i like saw an apple music that had the lyrics go by and i was like that's what he says like (laughs) i even like nihilism like i always thought he said something like uh like I, i thought he was saying something like you come through my neighborhood and i'll move you or something but he's saying nihilistic feelings are moving if I try really hard, I'll see right, I'll see through, right through you. I think, yeah, yeah. it's like we, it was almost left to interpretation of the listener. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it is if you're yeah. not don't have a computer device. Exactly. What did he say? The computer just made up whatever they want. That he didn't. He didn't say anything with. Oh um, yeah, it's AI. Yeah. It's He's just true. making it up. No, um, but on Malcolm the Wolves, there's a lot less of that. I feel like right. He's more hearable words for the most part. Sure. Yeah. Like they were writing. Not selling out wise, but they were writing for singles. It seemed like a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I think they just—it's the same thing. Like I was saying with Bad Religion, like six months ago, of like, you know, they come up. It's whatever you do, whether it's cooking or writing songs or riding mm-hmm. a bicycle. You know, you mm-hmm. start off with your basics, and then you once you master that, you expand them. You expand your abilities, and so, you know, like. Ranted 93 is just this like crazy ass, you know, blast of, it's crazy. you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Ranted is just like, you know, quantity over quality, maybe. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, that record, yeah, they I were take. like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they were out there, they were, you know, things, things were moving for them. And mm-hmm. so they, I don't, you know. I mean, all of those things. Yeah, they did have a better budget, and they were working with more talented people, um, as far as like recording wise and stuff. But you know, they just expanded. You know, they just made it better. So, yeah. Definitely, it was like a a secretly bigger budgeted uh, attempt of at the record, and of course, they nailed it. Of course, yeah, Jerry Finn secretly bigger budgeted. Like it wasn't like major label, but it was. They called it Outcome the Wolves because all the major labels were coming for them. Yeah. But- but you know but i think well they were like at the point where i mean not to go off on too much of a tangent but i mean like they it was i think that was you know because they had the budget and burger it's like you know was a businessman um you know he was just like well what's the difference between what i do and what a major label does and then he just did the same thing so but it was kind of like i don't think i thought it was the same time as smash they didn't have the money from smash yet to do to really like no they did it was 
because Smash came out in April of '94, and Upcoming mm-hmm. Worlds came out in August of '95, so it's like over a year later. Oh yeah, I'm thinking Let's Go. Yeah, you are thinking Let's. I go, am thinking Let's Go. Was, so he did have Smash which, Money. Which was recorded. Did like, have Smash Money? Yeah. <laughs> three oh, they got ago. that Smash Money. We got the Smash Money. And then, money. like, no, I mean, you know, you're like your point of, you know, of just like, you know, at the time Jerry Fenn was not the legendary Jerry Fenn, mm-hmm. um, but um. Yeah, you know, he was affordable. I think at the time he had just like he had worked on Dookie and he worked on Jawbreakers Do You, but so he's like a Bay Area guy. Um, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, but I mean, like you know, um, I I like you know I toured with the band who got a super famous producer to uh, record an album of theirs, and they were like, yeah, he didn't do anything the entire time. He just like <laughs> sat there and just like. <laughs> Like, like he's, we paid all this money also been on Epitaph. <laughs> like we paid him all this money and he mm. just like didn't do anything. And so it's like, you know, there's like a lot of, a lot of bands like that. You can get these like, oh, we're going to work with the biggest producer ever. And it's just like, who cares? You know, it's not a good record. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. yeah. I, of course. Yeah. I've heard some, some Rick Rubin stuff that was not like super mm-hmm. awesome, whatever. It's just the name. But, uh, and mm-hmm. this was, a, this was also before Jerry Finn was like the Jerry Finn yeah, of legend, exactly. right? Like you were saying. Like, he had not done Enema of the State. He had not or even like, done, or uh, like what, Sing the Sorrow or anything like that? No. Right? What was the, the Smoking Popes one? But anyways. Megan, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, Outcome the Wolves. That was that was their Outcome of the Wolves, um, <laughs> Maybe. And, outcome, and Outcome the Wolves. Um, but I'm I'm still waiting for this timer to go off. But it's really going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. But um, it, don't it, watch if, it. I think it, I know, right? If you here, I'll put the timer over here. If you didn't know that, I think if you just showed one person, random person mm-hmm. who never heard Rancid, like those fake YouTube reaction videos or whatever, I believe they're all. Fake. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. What? Who's Metallica? This is crazy. Um, <laughs> whoa! I've never. I, I see them. I don't click on them. Yeah, I see. A Christian the, listens even, to bad religion news. Yeah, yeah. Those kind of. I'm like, wait, there's no way. Um, but if you gave someone mm-hmm. rancid and showed them, gave them outcome the wolves, you didn't tell them it was like epitaph or the story of any label or mm-hmm. the band or anything like yeah. that. It would. They would just assume that it was like Warner Brothers or something like that automatically, just because I well, feel yeah, like yeah. the sound quality, the production, the Mm-hmm. The, the sheer amount of singles and sing-along ability of it yeah um mm-hmm. this is so uh, um what do you think about that what do you think about that before i say more about that i mean it's it's like the best record it's like one of the best records it's definitely like you know from an overall music standpoint of it's like one of the best records of 1995 like yeah that's for sure know. that's for um, sure like i you know i don't know you know whatever i don't i'm not the biggest smashing pumpkins fan and you know that record came out that year or Mm -hmm. you know whatever else but i mean i i think it definitely can stand amongst you know next to radioheads the bends or whatever you know it's it's a fantastic record it's phenomenal record it's a good comparison yeah Mm -hmm. do you (laughs) in that comparison would would you argue that uh outcome the wolves is radiohead's like okay computer and let's go is the bends something like that because sure just because of like bigness and you know underground ability that means rancid 93 is pablo honey <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah hyena is creep um yes <laughs> or something no, it's uh... rejected 
Um, no, it's uh, no, it is hyena. Sorry, you're yeah. correct. I was thinking of Adina. Adina, Adina the first one. Yeah. Not a, not to be confused with hyena. 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 Rancid. Um, uh, not going to work here anymore. Um, <laughs> but what? Uh, yeah, exactly. Why? Why is uh, why? Pero why is outcome the wolves? better though why why is it always number one is it and i had a theory is it is it the is it because it has so many singles so like it's on the radio all the time so people are more familiar with it well better define what when you say single because that used to mean something and in my opinion doesn't anymore but what what do you (laughs) say by saying you can yeah you're like that you could say like that song's a single then it's like what does that mean it means they sell a a cuss single, a cuss single of it, yeah i know you know and it gets played on the radio and there's a video on mtv none of these on things the matter radio, anymore radio radio um no well they did i feel like they wrote for outcome the wolves there was definitely singles at least songs that uh yeah. you know in the vein of in the groove of the like almost like the pocket of salvation they mm-hmm. wrote like the the tempo of like ruby soho and um time bomb they're like slower punk sing you know f- sing alongable like radio friendly songs mm-hmm. not like I hyena mean, or rejected or you know mm-hmm. like no. um as one you know like there there wasn't a lot of i uh, mean roots radicals mm-hmm. could have been a single they played it on saturday Night live yeah uh, yeah yeah but and it actually that did have a single but like you know was never played on the radio mm-hmm. to my knowledge i mean it probably i don't who knows college radio um college radio plays what you want to hear. and um yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I I don't know. From my, I, I have memories of hearing both um, Time Bomb and Ruby Soho on the radio, like mm-hmm. for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I remember Time Bomb being like, "Oh, they're they're going full ska now, huh?" Yeah, and they're yeah, they're hitting that on the radio. And then uh, I remember seeing the Ruby Soho video, and I was like, "That they picked that song? Okay, you know." I mean, yeah, it's also like a, it's almost like a doo-wop swing that Ruby Soho song and and then Time Mom, Time Mom is. Oh, I mean, maybe a new new theory, new hot take is those singles, uh, those quote unquote singles, as you said, those came out like during the boom of ska punk and stuff like that too. Like, yeah, but it, um, that, those I, were I, hitting. Those were on the radio. But I don't think like there wasn't like a like ska ska song on like you know national you know radio you mean like like specials or something like that kind of yeah 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 like like that is a ska song Mm -hmm. um you know that was before like you know the mighty mighty boston's blew up i mean they were like out there you know they were doing stuff but it wasn't like that's not when the impression that i get came out that came out two years later right exactly or just like you know sublime that was like a year before that um Mm -hmm. you know I remember being told no doubt we're a ska band and I was did not believe that until later um, <laughs> you know <laughs> uh-huh. or you know yeah it was like rancid was like you know yeah that was definitely like the first ska band on the radio of the 2000s alternative era you know yeah so yeah they but they uh but they could still pull it off like I've I've been accused of like people saying i thought you didn't like scott punk and like you but you love rancid and you know um i'm like it is rancid there, they're they there play can be, 
a ska song or something like that and it's mm-hmm. not like and it's not like ska punk like obviously they don't do like blaring trumpets and stuff like that you know or whatever no they, don't have a horn they do section. sometimes but when yeah they um, collaborate but they're they but they're also more than just like you know i mean uh, there's i always have this joke of like can you love the the cramps and still hate rockabilly yes you know yeah. just because like yeah I don't know. Rockabilly is kind of like this culture, you know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with ska of just like, you know, people putting checkerboard license plates that say ice gank or whatever, you know, like that's <laughs> rockabilly not, is, is not uh, for me. Rockabilly yeah. is Elvis with, with like louder drums or like <laughs> it's, it's sure. like, a, I mean, even, but even Rancid has some of those sounds too. Sometimes, you know, they do, you know, but they like, you know, yeah. I mean, they're also just like, you know, to say they're not part of a scene is like, you know, missing the fact that they had like giant mohawks and everything. And then mm-hmm. like, I'm a punk rocker, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. But um, I don't yep. know, but it's still like, there's still more going on than besides that. It's not like, you know, wake up rockabilly, go to work rockabilly, you know, anyways. Um, yeah, yeah. They're able to like, they're able to, uh, and it's an overall thing. It's eclectic. It's awesome. It they brought blends. together a lot of. They brought together a lot of different punks, also. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Whether it's like the mall punk or the crust punk or the mohawk uh-huh. kid or the ska kid, like it's like uh-huh. they're kind of all in that band too. Like all the you know all the different sure. styles of sure. people are in the band. Um, yeah, their drummer was in the used to, to, for your mall punk uh, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, Brandon. What that was? What right after Life Won't Wait or? I don't right before I don't remember. But, uh, he joined. Because I think Brett was still drumming on Outcome the Wolves, but yeah, he was. No, yeah, yeah. they like. Um, I think Brett Reed left in two thousand six. Hmm. So. Oh, okay. And, uh, so he was there for. A there long was time. there was a six year gap between uh, Indestructible and Let the Dominoes Fall. Yeah. So hmm. it was like two thousand three and then two thousand nine. So you know, you when is the ran- when's your rancid book coming out? <laughs> <laughs> mm. rancid memoir it's, it's been it's been uh the ai is writing all this down right now for me so. thank you yeah thank you ai yeah. what uh <laughs> do you what memory do you, do you have any memories of like seeing rancid live and any of your states that you've been mm-hmm. in or anything like that mm-hmm. i mean good? i can yeah i remember they were i saw them in 1995 on the alchemy wolves tour and it was like one of the uh it's like one of the first shows I ever went to ever. Um, it was that, it was the first show at La Luna, which was like the um, twelve hundred capacity venue in mm-hmm. Portland, and so it was like the equivalent of Soma or the Metro in Chicago, you know. And so, um, yeah, that was that was a huge thing for me because this place was like legendary, and I can still mm-hmm. remember like walking around the corner and being like oh it goes this way and people smoked back then so like the place was like super smoky and you know i like, couldn't really tell what was going on and i can still remember them like they came out and they opened with roots radicals and they like walked on stage and like i remember lars came out and he just goes what's up and he just goes to the 60 bus i remember that it was awesome yeah it was like super awesome the great it was super awesome it was like the best they how old were you I was 16 years old. So. That's a great show to see as a 16 year old. Yeah. I wish that could yeah, happen man. these days for my 16 year old, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. or whatever. That'd be yeah. awesome. It yeah. changed their life. Yeah. Yeah, and man. Did it, it was... inspire you to like get, you know, reach into your punk rock self and stuff like that? I mean, I was like so excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 
They were, it was like that month they were on the cover of Spin Magazine. That was like a rad issue. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was like this full page photo of like Lars pulling his lip down. He had the, he had a tattoo that said beer with like arrows <laughs> pointing in. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Ransom were taken over. That was a great show. Um, some, I mean, I've seen him, I saw him at Canes with the no FX. That was a great show. Um, that's rad though. That must've been during the was, BYO split series. It was. Yeah. I, and that was, I kind of got like, I, I loved them. And then like a year or so later, it's kind of like over them a bit. Really? Just cause like, I'll just like, you know, like this is punk. And I was also like trying to, I was doing other stuff and like another stuff. And, you know, I thought that like the Uber punkness was corny. And then, um, <clears throat> so I like didn't buy life won't wait when it came out. I think I, I bought it like a year later or something like someone had a used copy. And then, uh, I didn't buy rancid 2000 for a while. And I think I bought like a used copy. And then, like, seeing them at Canes and No Effects, I was just kind of like, eh. Like, I remember I got down front for No Effects and then was like, I might, I'll watch like a song or two and then, like, maybe go stand in the back after this. And then they were just the greatest band ever. With no Effects? So, uh, no, uh, Ranted. Oh, okay. And so, okay. like, I immediately yeah. went over and I was like, I'm buying a shirt. Like, I'm going to buy another Ranted shirt. And then, when like Indestructible came out, I'm like, yep, yeah, this is the greatest band. Indestructible changed your mind. No, it was back seeing to, them. Yeah, like seeing no, yeah. And so, like when Indestructible came out, I was like, "Let's go!" Yeah, get let's it. go get, get Indestructible. It. <laughs> yeah, so. let's go. See, it all comes back to let's go. Um, yeah. So, so you heard Drunk on the Wolves before? Let's go. Uh, no, I heard I heard Let's Go first. Okay, I had it. Yeah, I had Just both. Didn't... I had the first two records. I bought Outcome the Wolves the day it came out. Nice. I, I think I did not get it because um, my roommate bought it, so I, I just lived vicariously through his collection. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but I no, I mean, I can I can remember like putting it in. I'm pretty sure I had the I had the the tape adapter in my car. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was like already driving. Yeah, when that came out, and um, yeah, I think I, it was like a week or so after I got my driver's license and like drove over to Blockbuster Music to get it on the other side of town. It came out the same day as the Angus soundtrack. Took the sixty bus together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it opens with that, like the spooky sounds, and then it's like, and then it goes straight into Maxwell Murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah, Maxwell Murder. That it, it, yeah. is that. Did that? Did you ever try to uh, play that on bass? The yeah, sol- the solo stuff from Maxwell. I Murder. mean, yeah, it's. I've watched YouTube videos of people doing it. How does that like, go you for you? Know what it is. I mean, I was it. It it's it's doable. I mean, yeah. I haven't. I don't know. I've never tried. Yeah. It just sounds. Yeah. It sounds. It sounds like three different parts, it's, like put together. It's crazy. Yeah. It sounds like all it's, of the living end songs put together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a Matt Freeman at his Matt Freemanist. Yeah, yeah. It, it 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 was. I feel like it was harkening uh, back to the, the self titled Rancid, where he just did that on every single song the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you listen, closely, it's also the. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, Matt Freeman sings on both the first two ranted records he does mm-hmm. not sing on uh outcome the wolves you're right yeah. he lets his fingers do the singing though. he lets his fingers do the talking i wonder yeah, if man. that was a producer's idea or they just i don't know 
I wanted to, I was I mean, wondering that's about just, that. Yeah. I was wondering if you'd bring yeah. that up. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I did. You did it. Because um, he has a de- he has a distinct voice, mm-hmm. and they te- they technically could have three different voices on each record if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but- I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, it's just like there isn't. I don't know. Yeah, there's like B sides and stuff, and he doesn't sing any any of those either. Hmm. So um, I think it was just that just wasn't the vibe. I mean, that could go back to your whole, you know, like yeah, you're throwing out there like you know they they went out to make a commercial product, and you know my my view is I don't think they did. I think this is mm. the natural, you know, but you know they, you know, I'm sure they did have that in mind. Like we do kind of want to make a commercial product mm-hmm. in a way, but mm-hmm. they're you know their version of you know a Clash album of you know, and that's like a, the funny thing, you know. They they were constantly comparing themselves to the Clash, yeah. and everyone compared themselves to the Clash because they love the Clash, and that's like what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I even rem- I used to eat lunch at this health food store in high school, and I remember uh, being in there one day because I was like using the microwave to like you know microwave at Amy's burrito or whatever, <laughs> and the the yeah. hippie guy in the kitchen there was like saying to like the like young hippie guy, he goes, "Man, he's like, you heard of this band called Rancid?" He's like. I heard him on the radio. I thought it was the Clash, man. He's like, I was like, great, the Clash are back. And then I was like, yeah, man. And then I like, I go, hey, I know Rancid did the best. Or like, I think I said I have everything they've ever put out, and I think that was true at the time because I did have, like, I had everything. You did. I had the I had the, the Lookout Record seven inch. I had the Ooh. the Ruby Soho seven inch single. Still Is this was this hippie health food guy from Kentucky? Or no, hey man, because <laughs> yeah, the, I was, the, the, the Cheech and Chong hippie mixed with like the no, the Cheech oh. and Chong voice with mixed with the uh, I don't guess like Willie Nelson or something. I don't know. Oh, hey, have like you heard Cheech's, of Rancid Man? <laughs> like Cheech's cousin, and uh, yeah, yeah, and like the one where he's like, Yeah, man, I got a feel full of dope, man. Was, <laughs> you ever heard of like space aliens or something, anyways? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like Cheech is like, I'm gonna go do this farewell. Here's my cousin, and then it's just Cheech Marin doing like, hey, Maya. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> wow. Tangents yeah. off of. I mean, everything. See, everything relates back to Rancid or and or. It all relates back to Rancid and but, or Cheech um, Chong. Um, uh, yeah, like the you know the Clash were. I rem- actually like went out and bought the Clash's first record in 1995, and like didn't like it on first listen, and I think it was because like. It was. It sounded super lo-fi, but then it wasn't as just like mm-hmm. crazy as like granted. And mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of funny. Like you know, as my teen years would go on, I, you know, a, a song like "Train in Vain," I was like, "That's the Clash. That's like a disco song." What? Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, that's bum, that's bam, just bum, bam. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I always thought it was called "Stand by Me." Or stand, something like mm-hmm. that, you know, like because he doesn't say train. Because he says that, yeah, he, he says, says that and doesn't say train. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he did at one point they do, but uh, or like you know, London Calling's not exactly a ripper, but it still rocks. You know? So you're um, making a you're making a hard comparison to the Rancid being the, like the new the clash of a new generation, kind of. I mean, that was that's what the the word on the street was in 1995. You know, yeah, that's what that's what they were has saying. That, you know? Has that been proven true or false? since um i mean that's that's a subject subjective comparison sure i mean sure well well, they did you know sandinista is kind of like life won't wait to some degree Mm -hmm. in a sense and london calling could be 
wolves. I mean, I don't know. No, it's it's oh, it's wolves. Let's man. go, <laughs> wolves. Let's go. Could be you know another you know clash banger like combat rock or whatever. Who it's a somebody somebody could get a name for that, but it works. Give them enough rope. Give them or, enough uh, rope. Is a yeah. If the rancid, if the rancids did a ten inch, um, mm-hmm. no, I mean, the, I but guess, anyways, yeah, not everyone will agree with those comparisons, but whatever, mm-hmm. it's a good comparison, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, a fine wine, they're, a fine cheese. Yeah, they're just, it's just great. They're just great. It's just like they're just know, this good solid band. It's like comparing it to, I don't know, just like. I was reading some article yesterday about how In and Out is overrated, and so I don't want to compare them to In and Out, but it's that same <laughs> same kind of like everything can compare to In and Out. Sure, um, yeah, because there's Bible verses written on the inside of the app, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like a rancid album. What? <laughs> just like a rancid album. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, does Rancid have any songs about um, religious stuff? I can't really tell from all, like just knowing says, the lyrics. I'm the like, wolf. Guy I'm the one. I'm literally I'm, looking at that one right now. Yeah, but um, oh, you're going already to use it if you come back, or even as one. You to the N to the I T Y. Um, well, that's that's different. Know. I know. It seems like it's a callback to to the yeah. to another band. But um, yeah. yeah, I guess my timer question was, uh-huh. you know, it, do you think Mr. Brett was like having a moment of prescience and like looking ahead, seeing like I'm going to tag Jerry Finn and to the for this record and like. I'm going to try to make Rancid like then I, I need another smash basically, mm-hmm. you know, offspring was on the outs. Maybe, maybe not, but like they had success mm-hmm. for the label. You know, he put all of his chips onto, onto wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause uh, he saw how good they could be with let's go and let's take it to the next level. And mm-hmm. you no, know, I think, I think Brett has moments of genius and that, mm-hmm. I feel like, Wolves could have been, or is, and still and remains to be like a, one of his moments of maybe good business. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my that, that was my timer thought on that. Is like, uh, okay, he 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 kind of places the whole like all the eggs in one basket, basically of the label because the smash okay. money was already coming in. Um, you know I what mean, I'm saying? It yeah. all went into wolves, like because there was because can you think of other. There was some good releases on Epitaph that year, sure, but um, sure. it wasn't like this much attention. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I think they they spent a lot of money on publicity for everything. I mean, like I remember like seeing video glow skull stuff everywhere, you know, and that came out like a month later. Yeah, but they had there's money. on top of that. I mean, I think I'm. You know, well, even you know the the title outcome, the wolves, you know, of just like the major labels are coming. Of course, he knew, like, you know everyone wanted this but he got to keep it you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so of course he's going to make the best out of it of course he's going to spend the most on it you know like this is done deal you know like it's going to be huge you know everyone knew it was going to be huge so that's what i mean how do they how do they know that this was the one this is the one um, i mean he it's more than that you know like he had tim sing on um television television yeah you know, totally like, you and that, tell. that was like was. that was like at the same like you know, he's always said like he knew that, like he was a fan of Operation Ivy, and so he knew like whatever they were going to do next was going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And so like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like that. I think like that Lookout Seven Inch was even supposed to come out of Epitaph. Like he always knew. Like they always had a relationship. Oh, okay. And so 
I don't think he was just like, you know, like this cigar chomping, like, you know, in a zoot suit, like this kid's going to go places, baby, you know, <laughs> no, not, not like that. that. I mean, like, just like, I mean, he knew it. He knew that the, the thing, his finger was obviously on the pulse of the punk scene. Cause he's Brett. Yeah, and then, yeah. uh, I don't know if he knew how good Jerry Finn would be or was, or would be at the time. Um, mm-hmm. but well, I mean, he'd worked on, you know, Dookie and Dear You. So yeah, I guess Dear You was the same time. So, um, but I'm not sure to what extent Jerry Finn worked on this record. Um, because I, I know, I mean, I've like listened to podcasts where they talk about it. And I'm, um, like Brett's not listed as a producer, but I heard Tim Armstrong say like Brett was basically the producer on it. Um, on Toby's podcast, Toby from H2O. Mm, yeah, yeah. But um, but they also like recorded like you know they recorded in New York for a bit. They recorded in LA for a bit and stuff. And so, um, you know, why did they do that? I don't know. Was it just for vibes or you know? So let's talk about let's go. This will sum it we up right here about, because uh-huh. the lyrics <laughs> to as one says uh-huh. he says I asked somebody if they had the same vision. He said, Yeah, I had the same vision. <laughs> like what kind of line is that? That's <laughs> poetry, man. That's yeah, the line. That's the, the whole line. He asked somebody if they had mm-hmm. the same vision. He said, "Yeah, I had the same vision," and that's it. And moves into the chorus. It, and it works. On. And we never. It really worked. That. It really worked. That's from As One. You got a hit, baby. You got a yeah. hit. I think we're si- we smell some success here, but you know yeah, this was this was nineteen. This was, was... ninety four. You know whatever. So. Let's go where the music's loud. Let's go where they ain't no problems. Fuck this fucking trance. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I was Let's... saying like on kind of my my like solo intro, I guess I was saying they were they didn't invent those words, let's go, but it became mm-hmm. like now and or back, oh, back yeah, way people... back when in 2022, they're like, let's go. Like, but they weren't talking about rancid. They're just like, you know, like fuck boys were kind of like, hey, let's go, let's fucking go. You know, stuff like that. Um but rancid that, was let's... Their answer was literally yeah. saying, hey, I feel like they were saying, hey, everybody, punkers, whatever, blah, blah. Uh-huh. They're obviously they're telling stories about Jimmy and Johnny and, this, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. But they're saying, let, let, yeah, yeah, let's let's go. Let's, you know, let's get out of get out of the scene for a second. Everybody mm-hmm. come to the show. Welcome, because I saw him with like Sublime. And, you, mm-hmm. know, <laughs> you know, you know, the, the, they have their own crowd and the, but all the people were there. Every kind of person was mm-hmm. there. And Rance is like, mm-hmm. let's go, you know, and, and everyone, people wearing flip flops were like, let's go, you know, like <laughs> people you, mean wearing, you? <laughs> that that night I was not wearing flip flops, but yeah, I've been known. Um, <laughs> but I also think that in my time of my life, when I got let's go, because uh, I was I wasn't 16 when I heard them. I was already like uh, it was like after high school, I think, you know, yeah, I might have heard them like a little bit before that in like a surfing or snowboarding video, like one, one mm-hmm. song, but I didn't know who it was. And um, yeah. when I finally g- grabbed the record and hold it in my hands and like, you know, read along and listened and stuff mm-hmm. like that and was becoming a punk, quote unquote, um, mm-hmm. I think Let's Go is the one that shaped me more into the harder because they don't sound like Pennywise, you know. They don't sound like No Effects. They do not sound they, like Pennywise, they, you know. Like or even Bad Religion for the for the most. Mm-hmm. They just they have those those bands are all to me are all. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say completely different, but they they don't have that sound. And um, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I, no, I like there's this. more to. The, I mean, like those bands, for the most, for the most part, like you know, have like the same tempo. The Pennywise is the same tempo on every song they've ever written. Except where they like slowed down <laughs> at they, the beginning, they do so stuff, so yeah. then it can go fast, you know. Like, 
That's true. I mean, rancid but, uh, rancid songs are almost like campfire, like acoustic guitar kind of songs, like just with punk stuff mm-hmm. on them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Salvation yeah. is it's like a... E and A. Salvation is just like mm-hmm. open chord E and A. Like, just they mm-hmm. don't do like octave slides or like crazy weird. Um, they don't do a ton of backup harmonies like all the time. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe every once in a while. So it's just like mm-hmm. I feel like rancid was simple, mm-hmm. but super super fun. Obviously, really fun, mm-hmm. and um like a lot more hardcore edge than any of those aforementioned bands. Definitely harder yeah. than the Green Day Dookie. Definitely harder than Smash oh, yeah. to some degree. You know, like, well, and there's just crustier. There's, mm-hmm. And there's definitely, like, there's definitely, like, a hip-hop influence to them. Like, That's Tim I, is, like, ra- Tim, like, raps, yeah. basically. Oh, he raps a lot, you yeah. Know, like, He's got that yeah. cadence, for sure. Yeah. Um, like, that's why he, he sounds... Yeah, yeah. Because rapping, because you know. Yeah, they're pulling from their their ska influences of and being an op ivy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. He stays in his pocket of he's mm-hmm. never lost that groove. Um mm-hmm. aggressive appearance or transplants or whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, yeah. they definitely had that um I think it was a sound that caught me maybe a little bit off guard. They were the first punk band I heard like that, I think, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I wasn't into like old mohawk punk and stuff like that at the like i didn't yeah. know about it i didn't hear about it i didn't know them mm-hmm. i was only into i only heard like skate punk and surf punk you uh, just saw what, it on the jackets yeah yeah exactly like you know the battle vest um and, or that and the, was called that yeah exactly and then no it's just i was just dirty discovering clothes but yeah i was yeah. discovering all that from compilations Anyways, yeah. and uh-huh. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. The free cds you get at maybe shows or skate demos or something like that mm-hmm. so i didn't know i didn't know much and so like it it was good it was good that 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 like let's go i had got let's go before the self-titled rancid and um that was, i think it was really cool that mm-hmm. that was my first experience with that kind of i would call it that kind of punk because you know mm-hmm. it's like i said it's they got a sound yeah you know, and this I could never, true. I could never really emulate it. I don't know why. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, like I never figured out the rancid formula, which is well, it's it's step one. Simple. Be those guys, you know. Are you not Seriously. those guys? Then, you know, <laughs> I but I mean, some bands, <laughs> some bands try to sound like that, I guess. But rancid, mm-hmm. maybe they just maybe they're sounding like they're pulling from all their their own influences of ska and um, exactly. other kinds of punk, British punk and stuff like that. And and mm-hmm. I didn't know how at the time, or maybe I still don't, but. But basically, it was ska and the Clash and other oi stuff um, that yeah. I had not yet discovered. Mm-hmm. So let's go! But you know? but it's not just that. I mean, it's also it's not. like it's not. It takes it to the next level, you know. So, yeah. yeah, but like the musicianship of you know the bass playing mm-hmm. it was like whoa, mm-hmm. and then like you yeah, know, he, and then this guy's like singing and and I I didn't know that Lars wasn't on the first record uh, uh-huh. on the self titled record until Let's Go. I didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. you know so i heard like it kind of sounded uh it sounded good it sounded like a very full it was a very full punk rock record sound it's like mm-hmm. might have been this maybe the third album i had heard on epitaph records you know mm-hmm. besides uh pennywise and smash and stuff like that um mm-hmm. i take it back i heard bad religion of course but mm-hmm. um i don't know I, was, so I, think like, I, I think i was blown away yeah i think i was blown yeah, away it's awesome yeah but like yeah. Gr- you know group you know, shouting the gang vocals of every a lot of mm-hmm. stuff and they're just like just the whole thing and then like the pop of the snare is like it sounds like it's like it doesn't really sound like a snare drum sometimes you know it's like mm-hmm. the weird sound that brett had on that <laughs> yeah brett he Reed. wasn't well yeah 
Well, yeah, or Brett Gerowitz, you know, like mm-hmm. I mean, Brett Gerowitz is the one that reported it. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, for for forever, I always thought Brett Reed was a bad drummer, and then I just realized that you no, know, Brett Gerowitz just didn't know how to <laughs> record drums yet. There's like yeah, they're just, the drums just sound like dead. But anyways, you know, yeah. So there's uh, a, on on Let's Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair to that point, Bad Religion didn't really always care about. I think their drum sound. You know, until Brooks. No, they did not. Yeah. You know? So, mm-hmm. but we went. We we already discussed that with the mm-hmm. when Brooks we did. Was, we sure did. Um, we did. We did. Um, but I don't know. I think to me, like we let's, we we really did. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Would be like because <laughs> they still play. Um, they still play hits from that that album mm-hmm. live in in most every yeah. show they play at least oh, at least three or five of the first five songs uh yeah know, um yeah i mean here, let, let me keep talking i'm gonna look up some data okay um keep so, so yeah if you if you are a rancid fan and you joined into the the, the rancid life like in 93 94 95 um mm-hmm. you will hear the you'll still still hear those songs played at a rancid show in 2023 you know, mm-hmm. probably, most likely. And um, there's a lot to be said for that. Not only the fact that there's still like 40, 50 year olds going to their shows, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> those are the songs that we first heard when we were becoming who, you know, the punks that we are or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember like when we went to uh, when Dogwood played that show in, in Huntington Beach and you were with us and yeah. we, it was that birthday party and we went to that after party and the guy you know had enough money to pay the bands to play again at his house or whatever and uh we just all played salvation just had, like yeah the pool room or something like the pool table jam room. sesh yeah. jam sesh and like everyone yeah. everyone knew salvation everyone in the room yeah. knew salvation even the people who weren't playing music it was yeah. cool um that that's a fun that's to me there's something to be said about that because mm-hmm. the, the because obviously that's a it's a quote unquote punk song but it's very it's slow and it's and it's a it's a bar a bar sing-along kind of song mm-hmm. you know I feel like uh, I would love to hear "Against Me" cover "Salvation," you know, at some point or stuff like that. You know, like that it could happen. Like a, Laura you know? did apparently when they when "Against Me" was on tour with Bad Religion. Laura did come out and sing the Tim part of Television. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so I and I don't know if that Whoa, ever right. done that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I was looking at the uh, setlist.fm, which is something I look at a lot when I'm curious what people play that's a good idea um but yeah um most most sets are comprised so like the one of the last shows they played like a year ago um 10 songs of the 21 songs they played that night 10 songs are from outcome the wolves six were from let's go um i think that's kind of average they played at the observatory in santa anta uh, and they played 25 songs same thing 10 10 and 6 you know they're playing uh that night they played black and blue which i don't even know what song that is on that record but then they played radio salvation sidekick saint mary tenderloin nice and then um you know outcome the wolves they played avenues and alleyways journey to the end listed mia maxwell murder old friend olympia washington roots radicals ruby soho wars and time bomb um it looks crazy. like they normally Let's see. Here's two nights in a row. They open with Maxwell Murder, mm-hmm. um, but then they usually open with Roots Radicals. Uh, a lot of opening with Roots Radicals. 
Um, I think the last time I saw them, they opened with radio. Um, That's cool. That was in like 2017. But um, anyways, um, they're just so much fun. They're a fun band. They make you happy. You know what? They're just a lot of fun. Actually, that's yeah. what it is. They, they you don't, they're happy. They, they, when you see them, it's, it's like, it's not violent anger song mm-hmm. or like, I mean, they might be saying mm-hmm. something about protests or whatever, but like the people in the crowd are not trying mm-hmm. to kill you. Hopefully not. They're yeah. like, you know, everyone's like radio, radio, you know, whatever it's like. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About, they're talking about fun stuff, even if they're talking about, you know, a hooker into the tenderloin or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. And also it was on Let's Go another genius lyric people don't give tim enough credit for like sometimes writing good lyrics um mm-hmm. wa- rhyming larkin which is a street in the tenderloin with walking you know she's just walking mm-hmm. down larkin like i would i wouldn't have thought she's of that walking down. You know, or what was that one you just brought up about like do you, you got an idea he's got an idea oh whatever, as one but... on as one yeah yeah he's yeah i think i do think that on on that song as one he hit i think he's throwing back to operation ivy and when he's saying mm-hmm. you to the end to the ity like it's like a yeah you know Unity, as one stand together because the song is called as one mm-hmm. on let's go and then on opera it's like unity as one stand together like that and he, well, he, he says, uses he reuses the same lyrics for uh time bomb as he does on uh one of the songs on that record where he's but he just says like he's like if you want to feel the movement then you better come in it's a real oh yeah ability mm-hmm. to reason that we're so thin you know like yeah that sounds like a rap <laughs> it is a rap. <laughs> really, yeah. I would love to hear uh, somebody like do a remix, like a mashup of like maybe rap music over rancid lyrics or vice versa, rancid music over rap lyrics. You know, like that'd be. It did. It was called Transplants, baby. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for it. Waiting for it. Um, uh-huh. Did you like Transplants? Um, yes and no. Hmm. It is. It's. It's a definite guilty pleasure. The the first record is uh, is fun. The second record is real bad, and then uh, mm. I think they did another record that I never heard. Oh yeah, but um, yeah. So it's, that's that's uh, Tim and Travis and Skinhead Rob. Yeah, I th- yeah. Allegedly, it was all. Uh, it started with just Tim or Tim and Skinhead Rob, and then they were gonna just do um, like eight oh eight like fake drums for the yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then they got Travis Barker on it, so yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty. I think at least like mm-hmm. you say, the first record is pr- very listenable, very like. Mm-hmm. Hey, it doesn't have to Take be a guilty a pleasure. Around, it doesn't have to be a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, but it well, it's dumb because it's these just like big angry white guys just like, just yelling, you know, and, selling shampoo, and, baby, selling <laughs> selling that shampoo, <laughs> selling real poo. <laughs> yeah, Zowie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he but <laughs> pronounces the word heroin. Hey, Juan. Hey, Juan. It's all gone. You smoked it all up. Now you got none. Uh, you know, there's lots of uh, bandana wearing in that band. Hmm. Uh, yeah. There's it's the no... guy from Sun Dubious, who I don't know much about, as a guest <laughs> verse, and part of his guest verse is just him going ha 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 ha. Oh, that's that's, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's no outcome yeah. the wolves, you know, and outcome it's no wolves. outcome. It's, well, it is yeah. no outcome the wolves. It is. It is a tangent from that same thing, and it it does come from the same. Yes. yes. It is that same energy. It is that same ambition. It just doesn't. It lands, but it's you know, it's like, like 
it's kind of like an exotic dish from a restaurant you know you're like hmm. you know like you go to like at, let's say some like asian fusion place you know and you're like okay well their version of the pad thai is amazing so i'm gonna go with that but then you're just like well have you tried the like i don't know something kind of weird and exotic that's not completely like you know satisfying in a you know protein carbohydrate standard meal way you're uh-huh. just like oh that's kind of weird but i do like it you know that tracks yeah yeah and so it's like that to bring it back to the food is life oh, you're yes right. you're right exactly yeah. I, I think that uh nowadays the last tangent on this tangent of this tangent uh-huh. but uh the the it was the co-defendants now it's like the i forget the name of the fat mike's new like production with like sean from get dead um uh-huh. i forget what they're called the decomposers. From, uh... decomposers is that right uh-huh. no wait no co-defendants is the new one decomposers is the old one anyways yeah okay. and they had the doc on there and stuff like that they're doing a lot yeah, of stuff yeah. it reminds me of the uh-huh. transplants basically because Sh- when sean kind of raps and sings like like a bunch mm-hmm. of like with all the transplants put together songs but i like it it's mm-hmm. like out of the box uh mm-hmm experimental stuff but you yeah know, some of it's not going to hit but they, they know what they're doing they they can do whatever they want do whatever they want they do what i want um but so but so in in summation why do you in summation let's go is better than outcome goals oh yeah that's the thing i don't know if it's better better in the sense of like it totally well, dominates the other record but uh-huh. i think it's i think it's uh, my favorite in the sense of just like on our fat talk i said uh, i picked lagwagon haas but i didn't say it was my favorite lagwagon record i think mm-hmm. it's because of this the almost the timing and sentimentality of hearing those songs and um mm-hmm. and you know the songs on let's go still hold up to this day obviously if you look at like you said set list fm there's they're playing almost as many songs from that record as they do from wolves um mm-hmm. because they're awesome and but for me i think that it's like I said, it gripped me so hard when I, I guess if I heard Outcome the Wolves first, that would be how it might have had the same effect on me. But it's mm-hmm. a little more, Outcome the Wolves is a little more, well, I would say a lot more sing songy and like quality friendly, you know, everybody friendly songs than Let's mm-hmm. Go. Whereas Let's Go is like power, all power, you know, like no, mm-hmm. no letdown, no, no, no breath. <laughs> you can barely say the words, you know, mm-hmm. Let's Go. Um, which is something that really fascinated me, I think, as a, as a trying to write songs and stuff like that. Because and I I was guilty of trying of doing that and not I didn't pull it off as well as they did, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. As far as singing, saying too many, cramming too many words into a sentence, or how many mm-hmm. syllables you can fit in a second. Because um, <laughs> Rancid doesn't always pull it off either, but it somehow works. Uh, if that makes sense, yeah. they don't pull yeah. it off, but it works. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's because it might be because they are doing simple stuff on the on the chord, the music side. The, the guitar side of things mm-hmm. so it kind of like adds to the the not workingness of the structure of that line or whatever if that makes sense like mm-hmm. uh there's nothing that really doesn't hit i think with with rancid on let's go it's like just power like i said just the power and the power comes through on each even you pick your least favorite or quote-unquote worst song on let's go uh mm-hmm. or the least known song and you could still put it on and be like i totally know this song i totally mm-hmm. know all the words i totally know the melody I, yeah. I you know um like a, like this black and blue song that i just saw on their set list of like i don't even know what song that is and then it's like for the first two seconds they'd be like oh it's the 
yeah. yeah, they put it yeah. in their set, and the people probably people probably knew it when they heard it. They're like, "Yeah, Black and Blue, I haven't heard that since 1994 yeah. or whatever." You know? Yeah. So I think that I think Let's Go is just that's what it, it's a actually a very apt title for the for that mm-hmm. album. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's go. And I said, I I for some reason I thought it was the thumb punching through, but it's actually a fist punching through. Oh the, yeah, it's like the boom fist, and you know they changed their like band logo on that record to from mm-hmm. the stencil to to um the other logo. I think it that is the stencil at that point. No, no, the I mean from the self titled stencil they had like the, yeah like a stencil stamp. I think they changed it to the one in between well, all that. Yeah, because they've kind of had the same. Remember the first time I saw them, I bought a actually I bought a sticker that it's on the guitar. Yeah. It, it's you can see it right here. Yeah, it says "Ranted." I like put it on this guitar when I got home, and uh, yeah, but it's just it's just that you know it's like a it is like a stencil, but um, anyways, uh, yeah, it, but uh, it just says "Ranted," but it just looks so cool the way mm-hmm. it says that. You know, like the bigger blockier letters. Yeah, st- yeah. a stencil stamp. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that yeah, let's go. Still strikes me as a, a very powerful fun record not in the mm-hmm. same not in the same way as uh, other bands like mm-hmm. we had talked about like the other epitaph bands or whatever mm-hmm. um it's powerful but it's fun and and um mm-hmm. they got something to say but they do it in a really fun way <laughs> yeah you know? they do it in a really fun way yeah yeah um yeah and then you know i um you know as much as i love let's go i just you know i think outcome the wolves is it's just a better written it's just it's it's the same but it's different it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know it it has, so in, in parts it has like the same grit because that that record is like gritty all the way through but it's like fun gritty you know and then this has exactly. this has grit and sheen um you know mm-hmm. yeah it's it um it's just it's the next step it's the next level you know they just you know it's they honed their craft they honed their craft Mm -hmm. showed the world this is what we can do we can be on saturday night live and uh yeah so if transplants is an exotic dish of food what's what is let's go and what is wolves um i mean so like let's go is just like you know a cheeseburger with like no accoutrement just like just meat cheese bread that's it you know mm. um like it'll get Outcome you there. the wolves is um you know it's it's more complex maybe it's like it's a deep you know pasta dish or you maybe it is something like pad thai where you have all these different things going on like you have the you have your rice noodles and you have your you know your very soft chicken but then you also have like your very you know tamarandy sauce but then you also have like you know vegetables you have like fresh citrus and then you have you know your like crunchy fresh bean sprouts and all of that mixed in you're just like there's a lot going on here mm-hmm. and so, you're talking about layers like, dog layers i'm talking like la- i'm talking <laughs> layers dog um yeah it's like how come the wolves is just like like give me that beef you know and they're like here's the beef it's a fist it's a, fist, a fistful of beef <laughs> it's a fistful of beef but you know outcome the wolves is like you know a full this, in and this out is a little tangy style. this is a little bit of spicy this a is a thai burger <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, not a bad type burger, but yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's like that. There's layers, layers, yeah. baby. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a bold, good, easy, easy to swallow understanding uh, uh, comparison with food on those records because mm-hmm. if you know, you know. Uh, good and and the uh, good quality pad thai is really good, really good stuff. Not the not the, the not the no not the uh, no offense white girl version of pad thai that you can you know pick up at at uh, at uh, any non Thai restaurant. If you go to the legit mm-hmm. Thai places, get the mm-hmm. stuff, get it spice level seven. You know, mm. it's a uh, it's it can be very nice. It can be very very nice. Mm-hmm. You make me hungry <laughs> sometimes. Some places put tomato in it. Yeah, I have seen that. Yes, uh huh. Because yeah. because there's like you know tomato paste, so why not add some tomatoes? Whatever. Well, like fresh tomato, yeah, and it's just mm-hmm. like interesting. It doesn't, yep. yeah. When it's in season, it adds a little bit of a little bit more tartness. But mm-hmm. whatevs. Um, whatevs. Yeah. So yeah, so 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 you and I both, I from what I've gathered is, outcome the wolves could be, rancid's best and i can i concede to that i can see mm-hmm. to that i don't concede to that i can mm-hmm. see to that but we both have other favorite albums yeah indestructible for what, you what it, let's uh-huh. go for me well, like you know what i mean oh yeah 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 i think you know so like i understand i, I think i can understand why an outcome of the wolves is just like the go-to and the top and mm-hmm. like all this stuff and it could be the singles it could be the production mm-hmm. it could be the 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 I don't know the popularity of it because mm-hmm. of those things, but mm-hmm. um, I don't hate it. it and it's very fun. And they kept it, they kept it going. I don't, and I wouldn't say mm-hmm. out of the newer stuff, I think that I like, I, like, I do like Trouble, Troublemaker and people like hate that record, you know, or mm-hmm. not hate it, but it's not canon. It's not, it's not the, it's the OG just, stuff. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think I listened to it once and was, was that the last one? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah the latest After one. Honor is All We Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd like I listened to it once while I was like in the work truck and it's just like eh, just... <laughs> check it out again. It's good. It's a good. One. You know, maybe I will. It's maybe like a it's like an in and out animal style with chilies. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, anyways, I think that let's go always. I That's the one that I'll always say is my it's my record. You know, it's mine. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what I, say, I think no one else can have it. <laughs> <laughs> but they, you know, but yeah, because also radios on there you can't live without radio mm-hmm. Mm-mm. no effects they're written by yeah well billy joe armstrong billy joe that song. yeah i know right there's uh, a there's a video of them uh playing that song when green day were in the rock and roll hall of fame mm-hmm. they played uh house of blues cleveland the night before and they brought out tim armstrong and they did uh what did they did they did knowledge but like full style, like Operation Ivy style, not Green Day style. Rad. And then, uh, then they covered Radio, which like kind of blew my mind. That's it. Like, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. add it to the Tim show. Ar- Tim Armstrong comes out and he goes, "Just give it up for Green Day." <laughs> Tim Armstrong is the Christopher <laughs> Walken of. He's like, they're my homeboys. <laughs> I think I told you I, I discovered over the summer that if um, on uh under the effects of uh thc which is not common for me uh i can uh channel and become tim armstrong for there a brief period of time yeah hope to get that on tape sometime <laughs> uh, so found yeah. that on the motion we were like watching ranted clips on the motion city bus after everyone had gone to bed i don't know yeah she's like that's my homeboy we're going <laughs> to book in california 
Omar Rain said, look out records. If you, um, so if you were to do karaoke of knowledge, mm-hmm. would you do, which, which version would you end up doing? I mean, I do the Op Ivy one because that one kicks ass. But then you can be like, I know, instead of like, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What am I going to, I'm going to, yeah. And then I'm going to go, uh, pretend like uh i'm gonna give someone a guitar for free even though i've done this literally five thousand times before at every single you know that's kind of an interesting thing too like operation ivy was only a band for like two years and um they probably played that song live like i don't know what a hundred times or something green day has played that song like literally every single show they've ever played since 1990 since Kerplunk, so, yeah so yeah it's on 39 smooth but um Oh yeah, that's right. You know, and it's just like it's kind of more their song. Like the Operation Ivy played it for two years, and they've been playing it for like thirty-five years or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah. So the power of the anyways. cover. The power of the cover. I love it. You can, you can have some kid come out of the audience, play three chords, and then let them keep the guitar. The kid can still act surprised. You know what <laughs> the, yeah. the the kid who comes up and drums with Foo Fighters or whatever yeah 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 too soon um <laughs> uh anyways uh I hope that uh-huh. I can see Rancid play sometime and then they'll say like play black and blue or ever knowledge <laughs> they don't take <laughs> knowledge yeah give Didn't me your guitar we saw them and they played knowledge they played uh when we saw my house of blues in like 2006, mm-hmm. I remember they played, uh, they played some, uh, I think they did two Op Ivy songs. cover. Yeah. Right. And Lars saying, he's like, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like how, I like that in unity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You to the end to the ITY. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, is uh, yeah. last, um, last question for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where does Rancid stand in your, like, overall as in your like band pantheon of favorites or goodness or whatever not wolves necessarily but rancid Mm -hmm. i mean they're great they're the best they get excited i mean they make me happy Mm -hmm. when i'm not happy like for you know they can do that they have that power Mm -hmm. they have a bonding power i mean um what was it uh someone from a band who i don't really know like years ago uh i was at riot fest and i was like eating dinner with a friend of mine who's like friends with him and i like was saying how uh rancid and um uh public enemy were playing at the same time and how like you know i'd seen rancid a million times but i'd never seen public enemy and so it was kind of like torn and he was saying how like um he was having a really bad year and that summer he went and saw rancid play in like Times Square and how it just literally just like it made him so happy Mm. that um, it just like turned everything around for him. It was just like this, like the show was just this like, you know, moment of joy Mm -hmm. and it's good like that. They do that, you know, I mean, I've seen them, you know, play giant festivals, you know, I've seen them play, you know, I've got to watch stand on stage and watch them. I've like been down front on the barricade at, you know, Canes and I've been down on the front of the barricade at the warp tour, you know? Um, and it's just always the best, like even, you know, like, yeah, having to watch them, man, we went to, it was so, this is so frustrating. Um, <laughs> I think like in 2009, 
we went up because they were they did this like co-headlining tour with rise against and mm-hmm. they played Summerfest in Milwaukee. And the stage they played, they put, there were all these, I think to stop people from moshing, they put um, picnic tables, like all the way to the stage. And so you couldn't, and we got there like an hour before they played and people were all like camped out just standing on the picnic tables. Yeah. So it's either, so like even just normal standing in the crowd, you couldn't see because people were standing on these tables, you know? Yeah. And it was just like, it was really frustrating. So I kind of got down to the side and like could kind of see from the side, but um, yeah, it was just like, but you know, but it was still awesome. It was just like, oh, you know, like I want to, I want to go where the action is, you know. Exactly. Um. Anyways, they're they're just they're fun. They're the best. Um. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other bands that could like have that same effect on me and like none like that and so hmm. i mean yeah are they my favorite sometimes you know yeah did you end up seeing public enemy or no i watched like five minutes of them they had like a full band and it was just kind of like goofy but anyways you yeah. heard the drummer get wicked and then went over to where the action is <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> um man yeah, I feel I maybe I mean I haven't seen Rancid in a long time. But I, would, I mean no, I take it back. I saw him I recently saw him at a couple years ago, the, the beach festival. This awesome. Scallywag or whatever. <laughs> no, this was at it was um what's it called? Surf City Blitz and there was like okay. thousands and oh, thousands the, of people with like on the bad beach. religion and stuff. Yeah, and it was on the sand. Okay. So it was pretty gnarly. But um together on the sand? Exactly. It was rad though. Uh-huh. Like everyone, everyone loved seeing them. They weren't even, you know, they were playing like midday. Sun was out shining. It was mm-hmm. on the beach. They're playing their songs. The sun was setting. Were um, they wearing shorts? None of them were wearing shorts except for the you know, Brandon. <laughs> um, but you know, Lars was wearing some soccer shoes and camouflage pants. And yeah, yeah. Fred Perry shirt, whatever. Um, but you know, the, people had like giant rancid flags in the crowd. It, was mm. like, it looked like a it looked like a festival footage, but I was like watching it live. It was sick. That's awesome. Um, that was last time I saw him, but like, if I never see them again, that would be an amazing memory to to you know have. But uh, I just I'll yeah, see but, them again. They'll, I'm they'll sure do they'll do for a new record. Well, twenty twenty three this this year is uh, mm-hmm. marks a thirty year for one of their albums, and then every year, a couple more years after this, will be thirty years mm-hmm. of the fo- the subsequent. Uh, they got to be doing something for Wolves, then you know if they're still playing around in the next two years. I mean, they did. I saw them do the twenty year for that a few years ago but yeah that's oh, almost probably amazing but that was like eight years ago at this point so yeah exactly that's great exactly uh, dude yeah i'm gonna go listen to some rancid <laughs> do it thanks mogan I knew I could count on you to talk to me about Rancid. Who doesn't love them? Who doesn't love Rancid? I mean, I guess I could think of a few people, but I don't really talk to those people. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Like we both said, Rancid's amazing. Um, I'm not going to talk much more about it because I just wanted to uh, start the new year right by talking about a band that I love. And um, 
maybe I'll maybe I'll do some more like this. Who knows? I do whatever I want. It's the the Punk Chef podcast. We do I do food and music pairings. You know, usually. I usually talk to people in the food and music, I mean, sorry, the food and beverage hospitality industries and or people in the music industry, maybe who do both. So yeah, most of the episodes are like that. But every once in a while, I throw a, I throw a, a what's it called? A wrench in the system? Yeah, I throw a lug nut in the carburetor. I don't know. I, I do that every once in a while because I do what I want. And uh, yeah, so that was fun talking about Rancid. It just brings back, it's fun to talk about memories and stuff like that, of course. But anyways, that's about it. That's about it for today's episode of the Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes. Stay tuned. I got more. I got more on the way. If you don't follow the show on Instagram, you should. I got a lot of fun stuff on there. Lots of recipes and videos and concert stuff. So just like the name of the program, I do it all on that that uh, Instagram handle, which is at the family cast. Um, I'm on all the streaming platforms. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, give me a subscribe. Give me a share. Give me a rating. That's dope. Thank you very much. Send me an email at famcastpod at gmail.com. And then the other's links in the link tree. I got stuff. Um, you can find me anywhere you want to listen or send money or tips or whatever you want to do. Let's hang out for a concert or a coffee or a beer or whatever. You can come to my kitchen. I'll cook you some food. So, uh, yeah, we'll make some playlists and we'll, we'll eat some food together. How about that? All right. Happy new year, everyone. I am going to end the show with a song, a cover of rancid by Mikey and his uke. It's a, it, I, I first found him on YouTube. They do covers. He, he gets like, it's like kind of like all-star videos this one's got you know this one's got millen calling in it. steve caballero from the faction and urethane and um a bunch of other uh, little joe from Lagwagon and rkl is playing bass on it um dope sick girl from let's go they did the cover sounds amazing i love it i thought i'd put it on here for you check out mikey and his uke on youtube or all the streaming services give him a follow give him some love talented musicians doing fun things all right everybody i'm out of here i'll see you in the kitchen thanks to uh, danny montoya for the background music he's always making me good stuff thanks to all of you for listening i'll see you in the kitchen ciao ciao
Thanks for listening to The Family Cast. Yeah. <laughs>